everyone out there listening to Dissecting Popular IT Nerds, we are talking with Thomas. I'm going to, I'm going to attempt this. Ostapiage? Ostape. Ostape. Way off. Way off. But what's really cool is that um, IT manager at International Delights with a constant supply of, um, I don't know, uh, croissant, Dan- maybe J- Danishes. Do we have Danishes in that room next yes, door? Yes, we have, we have Danishes and <sighs> other things like that. <laughs> So that would kill me. The cheese Danish is like the, that's like a weakness for me. Uh, I think second would be like a raspberry Danish, yeah. uh, just destroy me. But um, uh, well, I'm very thankful to have you um on our show and and speak to me. And uh, as an IT manager at a, I mean, how eight years, five months at uh, manufacturing of pastries, how is that? Uh, uh, it's it's great. I I enjoy working here uh, and being part of the team that that gets to prove uh, you know you anyone know, that hasn't ever been on a manufacturing floor of a, any type of food i'm assuming i don't want to assume but you tell me but i've been on manufacturing floors um having been in technology for a while and, and walked many manufacturing floors and in, in um cakes pastries pies numerous places do you guys have to do the whole white suit and be careful and no one walking around with cell phones and all that type of stuff or uh yeah yeah we're 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 there in lab coats and hair nets and uh you know for some of us uh, a couple of weeks ago would have used a beard net <laughs> oh well me i would yes i would have to be using that beard net but what do you say yeah. a couple of me why did you just shave did you just did yeah you have, oh yeah. No, clearly i did not but uh, no one's going to see that because it's an audio only show so international delights uh, maker of of pastries and uh, from the basically capital of where everything in the world comes from, New Jersey. Um, talk to me. What? Uh, just give me the. How did you end up in? You know, what was your first computer? Let's just fire off with that one. What was your first computer, and how did you end up in this world of technology? Because oh, you know, it's, it hasn't changed at all over the years. It's pretty much been the same for the last twenty years. That that's true. Um, my first computer, my first PC if you could call it PC, <laughs> was a Commodore 20, and it came with two five and a quarter inch floppy disks. And uh, the first software I ever used was a piece of software called, uh, it came from a company called Spinnaker, and it was eight and one. And it was a spreadsheet, uh, you know, word processing, all of that, and, and an address book. Well, you said a spreadsheet. That's That's yeah. advanced. It, it, it was for, for, for that point. And it came out of necessity because I was working not in IT at that time. I was actually working for a nonprofit and I needed to, you know, run the budget and everything for the, for the nonprofit, uh, for the, you know, for the um, division that I was in for the program that I was running and I had to run budgets and stuff like that. And uh, me and calculators are not friendly. I don't know why, because there's always some <laughs> dyslexia of a, a, a digit somewhere. Uh-huh. And uh, at that time, you know, when I worked for for that organization, we had a uh, an accountant, an old school accountant, and I go up there with the old ledger pad, and he could find my three cents I missed mm. in like two two point two seconds. I'm like, yeah, I can't deal with this. I need something, you know. And, you know, and at that point, that was just when personal computers were coming out. And eventually, uh, the organization I worked for had gotten me a couple PS2s. One went to 
couple of my assistants and stuff. And from there, I'm like, okay, we need to share information. We figured out how to set up a small network for my mm-hmm. for my department and stuff. And, uh, and that's how I got kind of hooked into it. And when I left that organization, I started off as a volunteer. Was, I, I did 20 years for them. Um, I was in, end up running, uh, besides doing the, the program, the nonprofit program I was doing, I was running all the computers for them and became that perpetual help desk in the morning. You know, you come in, mm. and you don't even, uh, get to put your coat down and somebody goes, okay, uh, Tom, how, how, how do you, you know, bold, a letter or a word in, in, in word, you know, or yeah. at that time we were using word perfect. Um, amazing. Some, some old things, the word perfect, uh, Lotus. And, and that got to be a, you know, nonprofits, you know, always need help and stuff. So we were able to get a donation at that time from, um, now I'm really going to date myself from, from the Novell company when they were mm-hmm. producing Novell 3.3 and 4.1. And so our, our fundraiser said, Hey, guess what? I got 25 licenses from Novell and, and it's all donated and, and, you know, it comes with word perfect and Lotus one, two, three and, and all that stuff. And well, we need a server, you know, and, and, uh, so what's that? There, what's, what's the <laughs> server? You know, no, I, I sort of knew what a server was. And, no, and but everyone else is probably like, you know, what, you know, it's like, yeah, what's a server. Well, you got to go get one of those donated. And, um, I, I was, I was fortunate. I mean, my best friend was, was the bookstores at that time. And you would mm-hmm. go and pull those books off the shelves and kind of learned it that way. Um, we also did have some, a little bit of outside help. We found, you know, one or two consultants that would come by and help us and, and, kind of keep it along but the day-to-day management was sort of left up to me because hey, tom knows computers and i'm like oh, i don't know that it's much. just it's so amazing how many people that's how they got started and the what's a server question mark goes both ways back then it was what's a server well it's this basically a big computer that everyone can access and we can share files and do all of that stuff well, what's a network? Well, that's we connect them all, right? And then that's how things work. But nowadays, someone might still ask, well, what's a server? Well, it's kind of this thing that we used back in the old days <laughs> yes. that we now put into the cloud, you know, and and Amazon, like, oh, Amazon. And, and guess what? Amazon wasn't around forever either. And it's still, it really is mind blowing. I think maybe for, I don't know, X generation or whatever generation we call ourselves, that we've been around since the invention of the computer pretty much. I mean, pretty much it was, you know, what was ARPANET or, why why can't I think of the, you know, the, you know, the internet wasn't even around. I mean, supposedly we landed on the moon in, you know, 1969. So it's not, you know, that what did they have? What kind of computer systems did they have? going to the moon it was you know it was you know if you're dyslexic you know you we don't want you operating the i guess the the lunar lander because it was like a one step above a calculator that was what was you know uh, taking us through space at the time so yeah it's unbelievable it it is unbelievable and i oh years ago i went down to to uh kennedy space center and they would take you on a tour and they would show you the computer room that Mm -hmm. they had used and it's mind-boggling to know that 
the size of what that was is now kind of sits on you know an, your, an your watch. watch yeah you know and people don't realize that and uh it's and, insane it, 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 it never gets insane. old for me it never gets old for me and maybe that's a sign of my age now because my kids you know i'm telling my kids i remember when you know floppy disks and they're like why is the save icon this weird square thing you know <laughs> like they don't, you know i've never even used one to you know yeah you needed it to boot up a computer you know um so that that conversation it um it never gets old, which you sparked an idea for me, which is like technology and dyslexia and how maybe technology has actually solved a lot of problems. And we have a lot of, um, I've had multiple people on the show that were even, you know, dyslexia is nothing because I'm dyslexic myself. And, but we have, you know, IT directors that are autistic and, you know, it's amazing just how maybe technology and that kind of goes together. I wanted to ask you, what is the, oh, in, in, I'm very scatterbrained, clearly. The what's interesting is one of the problems that comes up a lot is IT and mentors. There's really no, I think it's more of a new thing. I think having an IT mentor now could actually be a real thing. But because technology is so new, just about everybody that could be a mentor now was a pioneer. Mm-hmm was a pioneer so it's kind of like well i never had a mentor well that's because you were a pioneer because you were around when when we were figuring out what a network was right i it's not even being a mentor on the technical part of it and saying hey this is how you do this or this is how you go i think part of the mentoring of of people and um it it really comes down to and, and even this was into my my position prior to getting into it is basically you're there as an educator and i think you're an educator of processes and and you know and some some and you're trying to teach them how to think um i think that's part of the mentoring i had a great mentor when i was in that organization and that person had taught me more about um management of people in, in five years, and I think I would have gotten anywhere in any course and out of any book. And that's just that practical experience that you you pass down from people. And if you had I, to, if you had to wrap that up into like, I don't know, a top three or top three things you learned or management of people, because me, I know that from managing people, I learned everything the hard way from hard lessons and sleepless nights, and then. You know, you've finally learned to be empathetic. Um, what 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 are the top three for you uh, in managing uh, people? You know, like tips, tricks, uh, ideas. Tips, tricks. I I think I I think the first thing is is teaching them ownership ownership of their responsibilities as well as um, own ownership ownership of of helping other people. Um, we're in, you know, within IT and I, I think, um, and I'm, I may be wrong, but this is my perception of IT is that we're here to help people. We're, we're here, whether, yes, we're hired to do a job, but we're here to provide a service. And, and, and I think the other part of that management is teaching people that we're in a customer service position more than anything else. I mean, 
yes, our users are employees as well as, you know, all of us are employees, but we still have to, we as IT have to provide a service to them. We have to make sure that their stuff is running. We are out there to help educate them in, in, in so many different things. Um, not only to teach them or show them, I mean, because there's always that question of how do I do this in something um, that never gets old, um, you know, and so part of that is, is relaying that and having the people that are under you have that same same thought process. Um, because mm. to me, that's a reflection on me. If if they're not out there providing good customer service to the people that we do business with, and that's that's our employees, our customers that we talk to, um, you know, I, I I think that's just that that's probably the biggest one in there is that we're we're, you know, and I've seen it. I've seen people who've like, okay, I'll, I'll just do this and I'll just go fix this and step aside. I'll take care of it. No, sometimes it's it's actually standing there with the person and okay, let's walk through this because, you know, we've kind of dealt with this a couple of times, you know, mm -hmm. and, and and you as a user should be able to to have to empower them to say, Hey, look at I know. Um I I've seen this issue before or I've seen this thing and, and I know how to do it. And I just think we're we're educators and customer service people when it comes down to the bottom line. In and the it's absolutely um i mean it, it, what what you've said has made me think in an age where technology is growing so fast we have something called ai now and we have the fear mongers and then we have the people that are glass half full what do you do to stay ahead of the curve and provide people new and exciting tools is that part of it I, I think that's the other the other the other part of it is is constantly looking at things, reading. You know, you're constantly doing the reading and, and the education of your own self. You know, a lot of it's you know, uh, as an IT manager, we do get barrage of phone calls and say, "Hey, I got the greatest new tool for this and that." And mm -hmm. sometimes you take those calls, and sometimes you take those demos. And it's not that you're taking the demo to say, "Okay, I'm going to go buy this piece of technology," but it's like. Well, let me see what's out there. Let me let me see how they do it. Maybe it's something better. Maybe it's not. Um, but it's it's constantly reading. I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff, you know, that's posted anymore. I think the the days of the bookstore have pretty much dried up when it mm. comes to IT. I don't find those solutions in there that much anymore. So a lot of it is researching online and stuff. And and also, what's your you favorite? Know, so where do you go? What's like one of your top places you go to? I'm I'm just I'm a Google addict. Um, we'll we'll just Google. <laughs> I'm just a better Google better Googler. It is. One time, my dad had this old. So my dad's 87. He got a huge laser printer like donated to him. So he's got like these old like Xerox like. <laughs> Like, you know, like the late, the laser printers, like the size of a washing machine sitting on his desk. I'm like, you know, and something broke on it. I don't know, or some weird error code. You know, he's, he calls me PJ. And, hey, PJ, you know, help me out with this thing. It's not working. You know? So now I'm like the help desk. And like, 
I have no clue. I'm like, again, Google, find some old Xerox YouTube channel, <laughs> you know, pops up. He's like, take this part out, do this, do that, hit this button, hold this one down. And then like, boom, it was working again. And it was right. like, how do you do that? Oh, you know, I'm in technology. <laughs> it's Google. All right. It's a Google addict. All right. Um, favorite tool, favorite vendor. Do you have a favorite tool or favorite vendor? Uh, not really, not really. Um, I mean, some of the tool, tools that we use now are, are, are that we use in this engagement, I think are, are some of the best I've, I've worked with and, and give me an example. Oh, I, I, we, when I first came here, we had, a, a an underpowered, uh, firewall and stuff. And, uh, we, we, uh, we we did. I had to do a, a security assessment and and figure out, you know, I mean, because security is always, you know, if anything, you know, that's the biggest thing for us is security. Whether we're in a uh, small, medium sized business or a large corporation, mm-hmm. we've all seen those reports and stuff, and people getting hacked. And it doesn't matter who you are anymore, you know. Um, no, so, you know. Ironically, we went- it happened to me. You know, we, had the whole, and, we had the whole site shut down for a week due to a, just, uh, a malware attack through a weird, small little um, uh, plug-in mm-hmm. in the back end of WordPress somewhere where you've got like a thousand, you know, widgets and different things working together and just one wasn't updated and it was, uh, I hate to say it, it was Russia. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, I mean, like, and I love my Russian friends. I really do. But uh, some Russian guy got in through somewhere, you know, and like, I just, I mean, maybe it wasn't Russia, maybe to stereotype Nigeria, maybe they were just using the Russian language, but I'm pretty sure via some IP address or someone, someone tracked it back to Russia. Anyways, but, um, but, you it's know, inevitable. I, you know, it, it is inevitable and um, it will happen. And, you know. You know, your still biggest concern is is stuff getting through. I mean, you know, we put up we put up a new firewall, and we did uh, you know spam quarantining and and things like that. That you know that wasn't here, and and so we bolstered that up to where you know we're we're okay, but you know it only takes one one time, and you're screwed. So, yeah. You put those things in place, and I think it, it's not—it's just not one tool, but I think it's—it's it's a conglomeration of the tools you put together that helps make your. Um, it's the whole portfolio. You succeed. It's a whole portfolio. It's—it's it's really just not one tool, and I don't want to push one brand over the other. Just just know that, you know, those little Gartner reports are help <laughs> sometimes. Oh, I might see I'm, a, I'm I'm both a positive and a negative when it comes to Gartner, because I feel like Gartner is a, is a snapshot in time. Oh, so I, I it, agree. I it agree. depends on what you're using it for, um, because if it's a technology that's constantly changing or it's a company that you rely on heavily for support. Right. So vendor. For example, vendor support really depends on if it's something that you have to call, I don't know, like an ISP, I don't know, internet, internet service provider or, uh, I don't know, telecom people, someone that you might need to call on a regular basis mm-hmm. to do moves, add changes, deletes, or, you know, you might need a request for an outage or something like that. 
they may show up once a year on Gartner, but the anything can happen like COVID and that can create a massive influx in any type of company's uh, customer service department and, and how that vendor is then going to support you. So if you're going to make a judgment from a regular customer service standpoint and how their customer service department is going to support you and you're going to judge that on Gartner, I would say don't do it. If you're going to judge it based on best equipment or, um, I don't know, emerging technology, some sort, then it, it might be useful. It was um, useful. I mean, I, I, I don't want to say I relied on that totally, but it was like, okay, um, since we're going to start this, point me in the right direction. Like, who's the players? I mean, you know. And that's what I mean. And and so I kind of use it as, okay, here's the players. Let's go assess all these different equipments from different, you know, vendors. And we eventually settled on one vendor. And Selfishly, that's why I ask, because I want to scrub and get this community of like ongoing kind of live vendor management. I think it's it's important to be able to have like a reliable community that we can call on that are of peers if that makes sense mm -hmm. um and get kind of like this real time uh well i like meraki and i like fortinet and i like cisco well everyone loves one of them over the other it's kind of interesting i've got people that are like meraki i hate you because and meraki i love you because you know and then it's well, like well it's, it's it's you know that that's i think that's with with all of people in it we 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 like certain things and and it's it's because you know it's just because they do something we we, we truly uh, like and or they do it in a way that we like it um like the firewall that we put in um you know i i don't i don't think i probably was best because i i've i've done or i've handled most of the major brands somewhere along my career i've touch them and this one um we just you know had that nice demo and interview and talk with with uh, the people from that company and like it was like oh wow this is what we need and you know it's a next generation firewall and stuff and um you know it's done its job for the you know as well as it can be and and you it's do you want to share with you? It sounds like you don't want to share with our listeners, but if you'd like to share what was the next gen and why it was so great for you, we'd love to know. But if we need to keep it a secret, then they can reach out to you on LinkedIn and talk privately about it. They, they can do that. I, I don't okay. want to. I don't want to sit <laughs> here and, and promote one over the other because I may change my opinion at some point in time. But we may hate you in the future. Um, <laughs> we may. We, we, it all depends on how on how well you do over time time what right. is the what would you say is the hardest part of your job or the hardest part of an it director's job uh, i think the hardest part of the it director's job is is communication and it's that communication between not only your it staff um and i'm lucky to have a small staff here um Usually in SMBs, it's it's a one-man shop. When I first came here, it was a one-man shop. But it's a communication that you have with the management, the, you know, the ownership. So you got to have that communication with them. You have to keep them informed of what's going on all the time. Um, that's it's just better outcomes for, for you as a manager. Um, 
and you need to communicate in terms that is not so technical because you know we can all go into those meetings and start doing techno babble and and stuff and and you can watch the eyeballs roll backwards and that's not what we're there for we we have to kind of boil it down to to what's relatable to that to those people so they understand you know where we're coming from and what's the necessity of why we have why we're proposing to do certain things you know the um we do a lot of data crunching now because we're up to we're nearing 300 shows and multiply 300 by 60 minutes you've got a lot of techno babble in there and, and then we've got a lot of great expressions that come out of the shows do you want me to share a few sure Here, here's here's just from like a few shows oil the engine these are expressions that come out from from it guys oil the engine speak the business language or i have a book coming out it's called speaking the language of business it but um strategic importance of it improve the speed to access information focus on the benefits that would be one that i say we were doing that we use when it's executive management we have um weak it is like a ferrari with a small engine that that was pulled out of a show um let's see here oh this is good witches brew and then what's interesting is is that uh i don't even want to give out where we how we pull all this but like i have a a team putting together like a definition i think we're going to put together a a a, uh dissecting popular it nerds dictionary urban dictionary right for it people and witches brew next to witches brew the the definition would be a problematic mixture of multiple factors (laughs) or applications um let's see here nexus coalescing that was a nice one um low-hanging fruit of course uh mm-hmm. duct tape and bailing wire that came out <laughs> we all know that one <laughs> <laughs> bleeding edge uh walking the tightrope oh i love this one herding cats <laughs> trying to manage challenging groups of people <laughs> that was the definition that came next to that one um drinking from the fire hose turning the titanic which is uh, trying to change direction of large complex organizations, <laughs> plugging leaks, putting out fires. It goes on and on. It's just so great what comes out of these shows. Yeah. It really is. Well, I'll, I'll give you. Uh, uh, I'll give you. Since you mentioned Titanic, I think. I think uh, is 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 um, there is an old uh, Harry Chapin album that he had a song on there called the "Dance Band on the Titanic." And there's some days that, you know, when you're in IT, it's just, <laughs> just I could play that song and it's just appropriate. The, you, you mentioned team. And the, uh, so if we, the, on average, because the show is primarily small to medium sized enterprise, uh, manufacturing, uh, logistics, construction, uh, biopharmaceuticals, mm-hmm. like just, this, this is kind of like the, the heart of America, so to speak, what you would say, IT. and the reason why the show has been successful which was it was just a a, a a um labor of love to begin with is because the ratio the, the, the it the it director it manager cto cio is really the hero of the company nowadays they have become almost the hero it's all it's it's interesting how nothing gets done in the company anymore without it being involved but the ratio of w- when we crunch the numbers 
on all the shows and all the IT directors, and we look at their companies and we look at how many employees are in, the ratio of IT director to end user count heard the cat, the cat herd. Um, we, we love our end users. We're, we're, we're customer service. We're customer focused. I'm not saying that is one to a hundred. Would you say that's about accurate? Yeah, I'd say that that that's about accurate. We 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 have about uh, we have uh, about fifty five users here on this end. Okay, and... so um, that means that it's um, the mid market IT directors. We're we're like the we're like the professor in a freshman in college at a large university. I went to Colorado State University and I remember going to um, you know, whatever biology 101 or whatever it was. And I was like 200 people in the class and one professor sitting up front. That's the IT director. Right. What 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 I think a lot of people don't get that are not in IT of how much that we need to be ja- a jack of all trades. Mm. I mean and 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 we may be a master of one or two of those trades and not all of us know everything. And, and, you know, that's where we come in to do our research and, or, and we pull in the consultants and, and no, we, we don't manage here in a vacuum. Like I said, I have two other people that work with me. I have a systems admin person and, and we just brought on, uh, because we're going through, uh, a software upgrade. Uh, we brought in somebody to help us develop the the customizations and stuff on that software that we're we're upgrading. Um, integration of silos. Integration of silos, <laughs> and uh, so you know, it's been a it's still a learning experience. Even for us, this is a learning experience. Not everybody goes around and does this every day, and uh, it's like, wow, <laughs> I didn't mm. know what I was getting myself into, and. And there we are, but uh, I just think uh, you know it. It goes back to that whole um, thing: is that we have to know a lot more. I think when we when you work in that 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 bigger set, that 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 humongous company, and you have that ID department of you know fifty, sixty people, or how much it is, I think you kind of get pigeonholed into what you're doing, and and you know. It can't me, be as exciting. It can't be as exciting. Um, I mean, here, you know, we talk about small and, and medium businesses, and we have to have a good idea of what the security is and what we should be doing these days. We we need to know our networking. We need to know, um, you know, our Active Directory and some of the things. And we may not know everything. So, you you open your your yourself uh, or you expand yourself by by doing a couple things like. Uh, you know, I have a, a IT consulting company that is not too far from, from us that are great people that are my backup if something happens. Mm-hmm. Like the first thing is, uh, you know, that the, they ask you is, okay, if you go down, who who's there to back you up? And okay, I have a systems administrator, but I also have a consulting company down there that has MSPs and stuff and that, okay, Hey, look at, I'm not sure about this. Let me bounce it off of you. And, uh, that, that's how you, 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 you work in it in a small, medium sized business. Uh, you can't do it all yourself. And those who think that they can are mistaken. No, you need a community of experts. And you, and you need, it. you need that community of experts. And I think, uh, 
you know, uh, over the years, I, I've I've developed that. And uh, even when I first started out with the organiz with the nonprofit and and was learning IT, it was that little vast of knowledge that when we had the person who came in and helped us set up the network and stuff, that person wasn't well, get out of my way and I'll just do this for you. He actually happened to be one of those we we talked about mentors before. Just happened. Well, this is how you do this, you know. And he was teaching me because, hey, you're the guy that's on site here, and it'll save me a trip here for something really stupid that I can walk you through. Mm. And that's how you learn. Yes, and that's how you learn. And uh, and that's that's the thing that I try to get across to the people who work with me, as well as you know. Even till today, you know, I said, okay, we put in a new firewall. Did I put that up all by myself? No, no. We had somebody help configure it for us, and I knew what I wanted and stuff, but we walked through it, and we did step-by-step step together, and that's the learning process. That's the learning that you don't get, um, you know, just by opening a book. That's the practical experience. There really is... There's no um, college course. It's it's just I, I don't think you could go to to college and and, and say um, I'm going to major in IT directors IT directorship. There should be, there should be, and they'll just say okay yeah here uh, run the help desk for uh, first we're going to throw you on the help desk here in uh, University of Colorado or wherever it is and and learn by drinking from the fire hose and. Uh, I, uh, I've said this before. I've had IT directors that were the head. Uh, they worked in the cafeteria. <laughs> mm -hmm. They're now the IT director. They're or they're like or they're now actually the CTO. And then they went back, and now they're the you know CTO at another college, which is interesting. What I mean is there some is there what would you say for people growing up in technology? What would you tell uh, I don't know kids nowadays, the youth? Oh, oh, what would I tell the youth? Um, it's, it, it's, you know, if you're going to be in IT, it, it's, it's, a, it's a nonstop learning because, you know, yeah. and I know that IT itself evolves and it involves, evolves every minute mm -hmm. of the day. It changes and it's changing so fast. Um, I mean, it's like, you know, I, I'm looking like, will I ever use AI here? But it's something that we all read about and go and, Okay, let's go up to ChatGBT and see how this works. You know, it's and. it's actually a little wild that that. So, how did AI make a massive difference in our show over the past since July? And it all started with a WhatsApp group for me of all things, which is probably not the most secure thing in the world. But I was mm. like in a WhatsApp group with a friend that was like, you know, part of an international group. And I met a French dude that was in an AI group that was talking about uh, mid journey and making all kinds of like, you know, different AI artwork. And I was like, well, that's boring. And, um, but the next thing I knew was, I said, well, you know what, maybe you can help me with uh, the production of this podcast because, um, uh it's um very manual right now and um yeah it's very manual and taking forever and he's like yeah well let me throw this let's try chat gpt for this and that and then the next thing i know now i've got a team of uh 
two AI guys producing the podcast and allowed us to grow the show and move to where we've got, I don't know, at least producing three to four shows a week and it cut, cut our costs by, it cut the time down to a lot less. I I should probably have a percentage to this, but it allowed us to increase production by at least three X and cut the time in half by two X and then cut the cost by a lot. Um, it cut the cost by at least 75%. So then I was like, well, what else can this thing do? And like, well, how about we pull out? And that's where I was able to pull a lot of these uh, keywords from that. We we're just talking about herding cats, plugging leaks, putting out fires, you know, bleeding edge, duct tape and bailing wire. It's just hilarious. And then, you know, now I can take all these different terms and we can just say, you know, it's like, it's easy to put together various different posts and, 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 and take the words that all of our IT directors are actually using. Let's put them into a dictionary and like, let's actually speak to our audience the way that they speak to us. So that's an AI thing right there. And I kind of thought it was more of a gimmick, you know, to begin with, like, ah, we're not gonna be able to use it right away, but no, it's, it's actually can be very powerful. So for everyone out there listening, um, this is a gift to you. And I hope not everyone steals this from me, but you can take this to your marketing department as an IT director, go to your marketing department and say, use, um, use Claude. That's it. Uh, Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, I believe. Let me double check. Mm -hmm. Um, yes, C-L-A-U-D-E dash 200 dash 100 K. If you really want to go to the next level, why should you use it? It's unbelievable. If you know how to write and you know how to speak to your audience, then, and I'm just seeing how much Amazon, I believe Amazon invested in them. Uh, cause this is 4 billion, $4 billion. Oh my God. That is ridiculous. And I guarantee you, most people listening right now have no clue even what Claude is. I don't know. Have you heard of him? No, no I didn't. This is the first time, and I'm looking exactly. him up while you're telling me. Four billion dollars. And this is a guy that I, you know, just some my my nerdy friend and French friend, and I love him, Greg. Love you because he's going to listen to the show. He's going to be the one producing this show. Made such a difference in my life. So that's it. That's a. Um, there's an example of, you know, partnering with other people and, and, and just give that to your marketing department and tell them to start using it and just throw some keywords in. Cause it's so much better than it's so much better than open AI or a chat GPT. I mean, it blows them out of the water as far as writing. And if your marketing department's trying to put together like some, let's just use it right now. Let's do it right on the show right now. Let's see here. Give me something about, um, let's just. I'm just going to use it as pastry. Um, what's your it, what, what's your number one pastry that you guys do or something? Let's just do it for fun. Oh, just butter croissant. Butter croissants. Write me, write me a post, short post about my love, about uh, why no no about why I should love. Butter croissants. How do you sell croissants? C R O I S or something? Croissant. I should know this. I can probably misspell it. It's probably still going to work. Uh, butter croissants from New Jersey. 
C-R-O-I-S-S-A-N-T. S-S-A-N-T. I was an English major, too. No, it's sad. I should love brother croissants from New Jersey over Paris. French from my French. He's going to hate me. He's going to hate me. Well, Parisian croissants are renowned worldwide for their flaky, buttery perfection. Mm-hmm. The humble New Jersey butter croissant deserves more appreciation with less pretense, but just as much heart. New Jersey's croissants offer a taste of home. Their dough might not have the delicate layers of a fresh, fresh croissant of a French croissant, but their fillings bring a creativity Paris lacks. From chocolate chips to blueberries and everything in between, New Jersey bakeries show that croissants can be more than just butter and bread. And though they may not have the pedigree of their Parisian cousins, their accessibility and affordability make enjoying one a pleasure within reach. So next time you crave a croissant, don't discount your local New Jersey bakery. The croissants may not come from the croissant's birthplace, but they capture the spirit and comfort and community that makes this pastry a delight worth celebrating. (laughs) Can you, this is, I mean, no, this has come so far. This is ridiculous. It's it's give it, that to your marketing department because they will be like, they will be like, congratulations. And then your CEO will be like, hey, we don't even need marketing anymore. We got IT. We got IT. We got IT. Uh, How many more guys do you need? How many more guys do you need? I like I like the idea of marketing, but I don't want to take on any more. No, no, no. You're like, Phil, Phil, uh, Phil, no, do (laughs) not, um, air this episode. Uh, You do not have permission, (laughs) permission. Uh, but, uh, um, but that's, that's interesting. It's the same thing. I, you know, when I first started hearing about, you know, AI and chat GPT, I just, I did something, uh, great. I went up to chat GPT and, you know, signed up and did an account and all that. And Uh just on a whim, I, I go and I, put in there and say give me one one scene of like i I, people are going to laugh at this but Mm -hmm. give me one scene of star trek uh you know strange new worlds which is like brand new out i said just give me a scene and and i gave him a little bit of a premise and it was amazing what it spit back so you talk about some just not that somebody would use that but when we talk about people who have writer's blocks and stuff, and I don't know where to go. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it's used as that, that's great. If it's used to replace the writer, I I don't think so. I think there's, there's, there's. Oh, no, there's certain things that you can't copy. You can't copy. Cause even up there, I I did a couple other, you know, searches on topics and stuff. I go, well, that's not right. It gets you started. It gets you started. Right. Exactly. Here's another. So since you said that, give me a short IT metaphor involving Star Trek Wrath of Khan. (laughs) Wrath of Khan. Oh my God. The Uh, IT department was like Khan filled with wrath after being stranded on a remote system planet. The users were like Kirk. And the Enterprise crew trying to evade the attacks from the raging <laughs> IT cop. But in the end, just like in Wrath of Khan, the users, herding cats, found a way to outsmart Khan's attacks and restore functionality to the ship through their techno- through their technical skills and teamwork. You can have a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, Thomas, uh, it has been a pleasure having you on the show. If you had one thing that you wanted to, um, I don't know. If we don't live another day tomorrow, what would you send out to your end users and people listening to you? What would that piece of advice be? 
communicate seriously communicate i think i think that goes along for anything we do right now in this world um is communicate with each other uh, i think some of that some of that's been been lost mm. but uh it truly I, mean, has. I mean that i mean that in general i think i think we all just need to communicate uh, and i don't know if that's because of the technology uh you know i see my my, my kids are, are 25 and 17 and and their world is texting and stuff like that and mm-hmm. yeah it's communicating but it's not communicating it's not sitting down having that verbal discussion with people and i think it uh, that verbal face to face is probably the most important thing i think we've all um yes you know we've all dived behind especially with the covid uh behind all the you know zooms and the teams meetings and stuff like that but there's there's still something to say about having that one-on-one contact that handshake across the table and that and that eye contact and and those discussions and i think um you know that's one part of of it that i would like to see come back a little bit more i think we they and and, and i'll relay this story is that i had i had talked to a company um about some piece of software and 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 I did my due diligence and I didn't find so so great of reviews for it. And we kind of like said, no, it's not something we're gonna consider at this point. But um, you know, it's just doing it over over the Zoom. It would have been nice if they did come in and we sat down and we talked and maybe went through all that. Um we should have done this in person because uh I could have ate some croissants and uh oh, absolutely. that building absolutely. next door. So let me absolutely. know. Absolutely. I'm only in Connecticut. I can drive down to New Jersey. You're welcome anytime. <laughs> but I, I think I think Connect, that's... Discover, Respond. I worked for Starbucks for years and we used to have like, you know, you have all the different acronyms and stuff. And it helps, you know, connect, discover, respond. Make eye contact, connect, discover, respond, listen, be an active listener. Don't read your autobiography as uh, Stephen Covey used to say over top of people. Listen right. actively without responding in your head before they, you know, active listening. Um, yeah, important with the kids. Um, yeah, I was I was trying to think of um, of one other piece of that too. Oh, so all the old forms of technology that are that were old that are no longer there's a, there's a comeback. Mm-hmm. There's a comeback now. So what piece of technology is kind of dead that's really hard to reach people on email? Email. It's just it's difficult, you know. Mm-hmm. If you're not inside the you know, inside the company organization, email stuff, and then you have CC people, BC, BCC, a lot of people, and then it becomes impersonal, and you're like, oh, I see CCing everybody, and you know, um, and then there's the company chat, which is okay, that's for getting stuff done quick. But what do people not do anymore? That was a new piece of technology that's now old. Now it's rare to get a phone call from someone. If someone calls me now, I'm actually kind of like, wow, the, the guy called me. I, I might act, actually have to listen to him and. Uh, some guy the other day was like, you know, when I connect with people and I want them to get them on the, when I get want to get them on the podcast, sometimes I eventually send them a picture of me like with the frozen beard. And I'm like, you know, you, you never responded to me. So I jumped into the Atlantic ocean attempting to end it all, but I survived. And so I'm going to give you one more try, you know? And they're like, oh, wow, you sound desperate. Some guy said that to me the other day. He's like, you sound desperate. Uh, so I, 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 and then I looked on his profile and he had a phone number. So I called him up and I was like, Hey, this is the, the desperate guy with the frozen beard. Um, 
I actually do want to have you on the podcast because I thought you'd be an interesting guy to have on the podcast. He's, he's like, you called me? He's like, I can't believe you called me. Like, you actually made a phone call? I'm like, yeah, I did. And uh, well, well, writing that was a letter. For me. Who writes a letter anymore? The other thing is, like, if you really want to get a hold of someone, write a letter to them and send it in the mail. They're going to get something. They're like, this, someone sent me a letter? Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the other the other piece of technology that nobody does anymore is actually sit there and write a letter. Sit there and write a thank you. By hand. By hand. With very, very rare anymore. You know. Yeah. Uh you know, it's easy, you know, we set up our own mail list and here here's my electronic Christmas card for the year. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, man. The so, so anyways things. Things change, you know, but um, but it's really it comes down to communication. I think that's the biggest part of IT is communicating, communicating to your end users in 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 a way that they understand where you're coming from. I think communicating with with uh, you know the people you you are responsible to, uh, and communicating with your your staff, and and they're all three different types of of communication, mm-hmm. um. I think, you know, I think the one thing I, I've gotten across to people, um, especially in my engagements that I've been in and, and is, is, you know, is trying to get them to understand, you know, we still, no matter how many defenses we put up, we always get that one little piece of spam that comes through and, and, and it's like, oh no. And lately people actually end up calling and say, Hey, look at, I got something in my mailbox and I, don't think it's right and i'm like yeah you know it's like we 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 did a learning curve here we got we we got some some recognition that that this is you know and if it's the engineer then that's an extra plus yeah i only say that because my my son-in-law is an engineer and he's like yeah i'm always getting dinged by the like the the it department because i click on something i shouldn't click on or something you're the engineer you should know you should know engineers we need all the firewalls taken down yeah um but but it's it's that kind of recognition and, and that makes your day and then that that way you know you've communicated correctly and and they're they're starting to understand yes and and that helps you because you know, and I know that it only takes one wrong click and you're screwed. So, yes. um, and with that being said, with all this positive communication, <laughs> we have an, we have an opening on the show for a UCAS unified communications as a service provider. If they would like to sponsor and pay for ad- advertising on the show, we will open that up to you knowing that we are vendor agnostic. If that is that yes, is that the term vendor agnostic, vendor neutral, and we will judge you and we'll have people make fun of you and or like you or say anything about you on this show. But if you would like to advertise, we will accept that. So <laughs> uh <laughs> uh Thomas, uh very uh it's been a pleasure having you on this show. Uh thank you so much for coming on dissecting popular IT nerds. No problem. Thanks a lot for the opportunity, Phil. Yes, sir. 